Kickbump Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung, and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kick Bump Kick Pod, your fortnightly DNM on all things motherhood. Hi guys. I always whenever I start these podcasts, I I'm like, do I say hi? Do I say hello? I've usually got Laura sitting across from me and I know I've been doing the kick bump podcast for a little while now, but I still, (laughs) I'm still getting used to it guys. I'm still getting used to sitting in a room talking by myself, but this intro is actually not going to go for too long because I had a really, really beautiful long and deep chat with two close friends of mine, Tracy and M. And that is the main part of this podcast. It is all about reflecting on the year that was. They are my little mini mother's group. They are my shoulders that I lean on, my minds that I pick, uh, my mums that I vent to. They're the best and their bubs, Jack and Olive, are Harvey's best buds. And yeah, I just thought it was it was time that we kind of sat down and really reflected over the year that we've all been through the highs and lows of it. So that's the chat that you've got coming up on this podcast today. But before we get into it, I will do what I always do and give you guys a bit of a Harvey update. Now, Harvey, for Harvey, like directly with like skills and and eating and sleeping and all that, there isn't really much to update. But what has happened since I spoke to you last, which if you follow me on social media, you might have already seen me talk about it, but it was, it was quite an incident. So we were on a walk with the pram and it was the very first time I don't even know if this has something to do with the accident by the way but it was the very first time that I was actually listening to a podcast I usually walk with no headphones in especially when I'm with Harvey um when I'm with Harvey I just like to be really present with him on a walk and he chats to me and screams and I like to point out birdies to him and I also I'm just really nervous about one day like not hearing a car come out of a driveway or I just I just want to be super aware and it's really funny because before having Harvey I was not an anxious person like that but ever since having him it's like every way something wrong can happen. Anything that could go wrong plays out in my mind for him. And it's horrible. I just, anyway, I'm getting used to it. And it's not like, it's not not manageable. Like if I was really, really struggling with it, I would absolutely go and speak to someone about it. But it's not really to that level. It's just something new that I'm dealing with that I never really had to in the past. I wasn't really a super anxious person. Anyway, I was listening to a podcast because I was editing one of our podcasts. So I wasn't just listening to it. I was like really concentrating and listening to it. And I was on a walk and I was actually on a walk back from seeing Tracy, who's on this podcast today for lunch. And I was pushing the pram down from the path onto the road. Just like you, I walk down the same path, like every day almost to and from a cafe or to and from a few different shops and park and everything like that. And as you do with the walking path, the sidewalk, it goes like over the road and you've got to go down the little hill and then up the other hill um, to cross the street. And occasionally our pram kind of 
I've felt it, the, the front wheels kind of buckle a little bit or pause a little bit if I've like caught the lip of a steep hill or sometimes I have to like do a little bit of a mono on the back wheels to pop up the wheels so that that doesn't happen and I've kind of gotten used to it and it's all I've ever known as well like this is the only pram I've ever owned so it's just kind of how I thought it was meant to be but the other day and this is actually really fresh in my mind actually when I'm recording this intro this actually happened to me yesterday so it's still (laughs) pretty fresh um and I'm still in a little bit of shock from it to be honest because it was the first kind of It wasn't the first accident we've had, but it was the first kind of accident that really could have been a lot worse than it was. But anyway, what happened was I was coming down off the path onto the road and I wasn't even really particularly walking that fast. But what basically happened was his front wheels stopped and as I obviously was pushing forward to walk forward, the pram tipped forward and the motion was just so quick and so strong that as the pram tipped forward, I had no strength and I just, I couldn't pull it back. And I had both my hands on the pram. Like it's not like I had a phone in my hand or anything like that. Like I was in full control of the pram, but because the motion was falling forward, I just, I lost control of it and it, and it fell forward. And my heart like sank. It all happened really, really quickly if I'm honest. But when I play it back in my mind, I can think of like each little thing that happened. So basically I saw the pram like front face down on the road and that's he, Harvey's been sitting forward. So he was facing down on the road and I just like grabbed it up, flipped up the pram. He was still strapped in unstrapped him like just I barely even looked at what he looked like he was crying and screaming so that was obviously the first thing I realized was that like he was conscious he was instantly crying and screaming so there was no like he didn't like knock himself unconscious or anything like that and I just cuddled him and just sat on the corner of this street like with his head in my chest as he was screaming and crying and this cyclist actually two cyclists stopped and they like kind of pulled the pram off the road and Ari such a good dog he literally just sat there next to the pram the whole time didn't do anything he didn't make it any worse or anything like that he just waited for me (laughs) thinking why he's sitting on the side of the floor side of the road anyway all the stuff in the pram went everywhere to make you know, this whole story a little bit more positive and funny. I It kind of made me realize, oh my God, I really need to clean out the pram because all of this stuff that these guys were like grabbing off the road and putting in the bottom of the pram, I was like, oh my God, I look like this is disgusting. There's so much random shit in the bottom of my pram. Anyway, I wasn't focusing on that at the time. This was an afterthought. And it was really nice, obviously, that they did that for me. But then the guy, like he saw that I had a headphone in and he was like, this, are you all right? Is it all co- all good? It's it's good that he's crying, but this is why it's important that like you're not on your phone, like this like condescending. Like I needed to hear that at that point. I was like my I was bawling my eyes out and like hugging my son who was screaming. I really didn't need to hear that at that point. Anyway, I understood what he was saying and where he was coming from, but there's a time and a place anyway. So I just sat there for a little bit longer until he calmed down a little bit. And then I had wipes in the, in the pram. So I kind of dabbed at him and like wiped him down just to see kind of the damage. He basically had like a blood nose, a busted lip, busted, busted and grazed lip and a grazed chin. Anyway, so the poor thing. 
Um, we got home and I like just kind of cleaned him with a wet cloth and everything like that. And all afternoon he was so cuddly and like sad. And he just, he just wanted to just lie on my chest on the couch and like not move. And I just had major, major mum guilt and I just felt sick. And I, and I just, yeah, I just felt really sick all afternoon. I felt so guilty. Um, one of the things that I thought most about was the fact that I have not been strapping him in. I haven't used his shoulder straps. I use his waist belt. Um, so he's kind of like bottom half has always been strapped in. But I haven't been using his shoulder straps in like months months and months and it was basically because I saw other mums doing it and he really likes to lean forward and like explore and play and everything and so I just like got rid of the shoulder straps because I just thought it was something that you did and it was fun but all I keep thinking about I mean like I was actually really lucky I must do the waist up tight enough that he didn't like slip out the top but before I picked up the pram, all I could think was, oh my God, he doesn't have his shoulder straps on. He's like, he's fully out on the road right now. Like he would have, like, I thought his face absolutely like teeth through the lips or I don't know. It sounds like a, really a lot, but that's what went through my mind. Um, anyway, so very lucky that he just got away with like some scratches and grazes and it was a pretty big wake up call for me. Um, number one, I do think that it did make a difference having my headphones in and and like concentrating and listening to something. I do think it altered my reaction time, to be honest. Uh, So I won't be doing that again. Um, But I think secondly, I just think that it's something that I have noticed with my pram and I am just going to like look into that and see if it's something to do with the pram or if it's, you know, if I, I might test some of my mates prams and like see if there's something else I prefer or whatever like that. And I know that seems extreme, but we use the pram every single day. We'll be using it for years. So I just feel like I need to feel really comfortable with it. And I did not feel comfortable with it after that happened. When I walked him home, I was just like so cautious and like angry and upset. And um, I'm definitely not just blaming the product here. Um, But yeah, I have a lot of mums with other prams and stuff like that. And they haven't really ever had the same issue. So don't know about that anyway and um for me it was really just a wake-up call again to just how important it is that they are strapped in like so many of you were so beautiful so many of you sent me through like your accident stories and when you really felt the mum guilt and a lot of them were around like babies not being strapped in properly and you know thinking it would be fine and then seconds later regretting it and I just think that it's like those moments that kind of remind you that those safety things are there for a reason so yeah that's just my reminder to you guys to to use straps I mean if you don't like you don't and it's fine and you know no matter what you do and what safety precautions you put in babies are going to hurt themselves accidents are going to happen and like I just really I think whilst everyone's like you know don't be too hard on yourself these things happen which is what I want to say to you guys and what I would say to a friend it's really hard I'm still sitting in that moment of in that like thick mum guilt right now and it still hasn't kind of washed away so that happened but that's okay he's okay um and that's all I care about so moving on (laughs) uh yeah I suppose moving on actually to this chat so as I touched on we M Tracy and I chatted in my house at like 7 p.m. because it was the only time that three mums whose bubs are actually whilst similar age 
slightly different nap times, nap schedules. Harvey's the earliest. He, he wakes up early and has an earlier, he still has two naps and his nap is a little bit earlier. Olive sleeps in, Olive sleeps like a bloody angel. We love Olive. And so she has her first nap a little bit later. And then Jack is down to one nap a day around midday lunchtime. So it's become a little bit harder for us to find a time to catch up and when works. And obviously with the podcast, it it helps if the babies are asleep. So when we were throwing around times of availability and everything like that, it actually ended up being 7pm on a Sunday night. So yeah, we were a little bit tired, but it was so nice to catch up. We ended up having dinner together afterwards and it was, it was really nice anyway. And there is some, you know, deeper moments. There's a lot of raw moments, but this is just us basically having a really raw mum chat and vent about the highs and lows of motherhood in that first year. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, hello. This is a very <laughs> odd mother's group gathering for us. I um, I, I said to the, the girls earlier, I was like, it's just going to be like a chat that we usually would have, except I'm recording it. So <laughs> how are you guys? We're sitting on the floor with no children. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's quiet. It's very calm. It's nice. <laughs> yes, we are recording this on a Sunday night at 7pm because it was the only time to really be able to do this when we're alone and that's just what it's like when you're trying to get together as three mums with babies. Otherwise Josh is going to have his hands full with three babies. (laughs) Yes he really would have had his hands full and um, I mean they're already a hands full by themselves so all three of them together with one person looking after them I would love to see it but anyway for the listeners Em you've actually been on a couple times so I'm going to get Tracy to go first in this question (laughs) but Tracy do you mind giving the listeners just a little bit of background who you are who you were before having Olive and kind of what your situation's like at the moment sure so hi I'm Tracy for uh, anyone that may not know me which is probably most of you (laughs) Um, so a bit of background information about who I am pre- Olive days. Uh, I was a paramedic. I used to fly back and forth between Melbourne and Brisbane and work on the ambulances up there and also worked over in London as a paramedic. So that was sort of my world. (laughs) Uh, Following the ambulance side of things, I also worked for a first aid training company. So taught lots of people first aid and then Olive came along. since having Olive, I've been a bit of a stay-at-home mum, which has been nice but challenging in its its own self, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, pretty much like the best. I was no going to say, like the best mum to have. In no, I was literally like about to say the same thing. So training. funny. We always hit Tracy up with all our, our questions. Even when we were in the car with you that time, and your other girlfriend called you up with the same kind of. I was like, wow, you must get this a lot. I had a few calls over the uh, last year, I suppose, of people. Wanting a bit of help here and there, I think. Em, you called me about Jack yes. and his toe. Yeah. I'm um, like, oh, Jack dropped something on him. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> dropped something on his toe. Has strange rashes. Tracy, you're just such a calm, like voice. You're always calm. Yeah. Clearly, you've got training in that area, <laughs> and you're a mum, so you understand the emotional side of things. Totally, when yeah. we freak out. So yeah. And most things aren't an emergency. Which- <laughs> I think a lot of mums do freak out and as you would, I freak out over things that happen with Olive, but I, I think you just need to stay cool, calm and collected in those situations. And M for those who haven't? Um, well, before Jack and still after Jack, I mostly work in TV, 
um, and media and production. That's how I met you. We probably um, became super close though when mm. um, we were both pregnant and then had our, our boys. So yeah, went back to work when Jack was four months old um, and just on and off now. So contracting, yep. mostly working three or so days a week. Yeah. How do you find that? Because I see you working from home a lot and I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack's either at daycare Okay. Which helps because yeah. he's out of the house. Or my mum's there and I have a separate office in the front of the house and I just kind of leave. So, yeah, or I'm out on site. So I'm working on the weekends. I'm in sport or in studio or doing shoots. I'm out of the house. So it's good. It's nice. You can get a lot done. But it's just hard on the days that you aren't supposed to be working, which you know as well. Mm-hmm. But no one knows what days you work or mm. if you're part-time or full-time. People just want answers. Mm. So I find that bit hard with boundaries because it's so easy to see everything popping up on your phone. Um, and Jack does not like me being on the phone. If yeah. there's a phone, he wants it. Yeah. He's found yours in your bags many <laughs> times. So, yeah, that's that's hard. But, you know, and we're on one nap now. So it's like <laughs> you got one chance, so that one nap. I'm holding I'm on home. to those two naps. Yeah. <laughs> holding on to those two naps. Yeah, I know. I'm home me for too. it. And it gives me, yeah, I don't really compromise on that one nap now mm. because it's literally my only respite in the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know Jack. <laughs> <laughs> we love Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we kind of get into the more uh, storytelling part, I would just let a lot of listeners and a lot of the community members, which I'm sure you could relate to because I asked a bazillion questions um, when I knew I was going into motherhood. But is there like certain items that you would absolutely recommend? There's probably many, but if you just want to pick one, whether it's like something that you recommend a new mum should have for herself or uh, for the baby. I would go in the early, sorry, in the early days. In the early days, yeah. Okay, so like you're getting your list ready before you have the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny is it thinking back to those days when I you know. had this huge, oh big, gosh. long list? I need all of these things, and you use nothing. And you use nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't need a whole lot when the baby first comes. Mm. Um, two things. Well, I love the memo, which I know you're a big mm. fan of as well, because it's like curated lists and stuff. Yes, they're quality. A lot of really quality products, but it's very curated so mm. you don't get like inundated with lots of stuff but I swear by the Kakuna baby same that was on my list yes yeah love the Kakuna baby um it's so good Jack had reflux as well so I actually then used it sometimes at night in his I remember when you told me that and you said I don't care unashamedly <laughs> whatever it helped it got me through the night well, you do whatever exactly. works whatever works and the ergo baby carrier mm. um we just use that so much or any type of carrier mm in the early days was so helpful especially I think number two that would get used a whole lot more as well. yeah you're so right yeah but the, uh, the Kakuna baby I, I tell all my friends about the Kakuna baby because I think so what the Kakuna baby is is it's it's basically like a little foam pillow but you can strap them in and I think that was the best part because I honestly just had Harvey as a newborn sleeping anywhere and everywhere and I would just strap him in and he was just around and it I was especially in the early stages I felt like I had to watch him all the time just to like know that he was breathing but also I just know you don't <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I know you absolutely to make don't. sure there weren't any like rolls off couches yeah, yeah, and things totally. like that <laughs> but he honestly did not nap in his room or in his bassinet for like I want to say the first couple of months of his life because yeah. I could be only because I didn't really know that that was a thing or a routine 
that you could start because I don't really have routine that early. But also the cocooner baby was just so easy. <laughs> I love it because it's like um, I think the words ergonomically, like it's mm. actually structured to mm. suit them mm. um, and being a little bit upright. Yeah, it's not like one of those just flat things mm. that they're laying on. It's actually like supportive, mm. um, and I think like osteo or chiropractic approved or something yeah making up words here but um i also liked it because we had a dog and so the fact he was strapped in and i could put him on up a bit higher yeah yeah um was handy too because i just didn't know yeah absolutely what were yours trace uh so something that some people may or may not use depending if they're breastfeeding or not was the hucker (gasps) yeah it was just the best thing for me i had a lot of milk <laughs> and a lot of leakage. So both the the huckers were just amazing. Yeah. The original one and then the ladybug, the lady which I think I got you onto, Steph. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I used it all the time. And I think they were two things that I would definitely recommend getting. I would definitely get the ladybug next time round. Yeah, of the hucker. Just right? catch. I, I remember you guys mm. messaging, and I'm like, the hucker just like drained so oh, yeah. much out yeah. of me because I had a really strong letdown as well. But even the fact that the ladybug can kind of just fit in your bra because yeah. I think a lot of women also, especially as the baby gets older, Harvey definitely started doing this, but would literally like kick the hucker kick off my hucker boot. off. Yeah, yeah that's I when I started the to move to right. the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing that you guys both actually helped me with when it came to uh, cracked nipples and sore nipples, <laughs> um, I tried like I feel, you know, everything under the sun, but I think – I can't remember if it was both of you or one of you, the hydrogel discs. Yeah, I told you about them. You told me about mm. them. They were like game changer, I feel like. Mm. The creams and stuff were good, but I just felt like they actually soothed and mended. Yeah, they were amazing. The nips. Well. <laughs> I have a got – I used – well, I think because I just had so much spray everywhere that breast milk naturally <laughs> yeah. is also really good for your skin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just copped a lot of that. I used the bamboo pads for oh, yeah. a while as well. Really and nice because too. I obviously leaked every time I fed from one boob, the other would spray out milk. And then obviously yeah. that milk would sit there and I think that helped my nipples. <laughs> Finding breast pads you like is a game changer. Oh, mine were yeah. cheapies from Kmart. I like those so good. Though, yeah. yeah, so good. good. Breast pads. I um I remember I was using them and then when like my supply really 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 kicked in and I wasn't changing them over often I remember being like who stinks <laughs> and then I realized oh my god yeah. okay these things need to be switched over it's the sour milk pretty sure you turned up to brunch with us without a breast yeah. pan I had to lend you one <laughs> so true unused obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the best, but that's what, that's what mum runs are for. Um, speaking back to the point where all our nipples were leaking and uh, cracking and all of that fun stuff, uh, do you have any funny memories that you can think of from the top of your mind for that first like three months of Tracy Olive's life? <laughs> <laughs> I think most of my funny things uh, involve poo yeah <laughs> uh, especially in those early days because there are lots of poo explosions uh, but there was one that was definitely very very memorable and Greg will have a laugh if he listens to this but we were in our lounge room and Greg had like a one-arm hold of Olive with his hands sort of in between her legs <laughs> and her oh, nappy no. had sort of merged across and I could see that uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was just poo all down his legs all <laughs> over his shoes all over the floor and it's still like runny breast milk poo, oh right? yeah oh, yeah that lovely runny poo um 
So I think that was probably the one thing that was super memorable. You, oh my god, I wouldn't have been able to. Help. I would have been pissing myself laughing. <laughs> oh, I was sitting. I took photos. Yeah, I've got photo <laughs> memories of this uh, situation. That's <laughs> so funny. What about you, Em? It's hard for me to like. To be honest, the first three months are mm. a real blur. Like yeah. our story was very different with Jack, and so it's hard. Like to be honest, not to get emotional. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard. Sorry. <laughs> Did I have to say sorry? Deep breaths, deep breaths. Sometimes I feel like I was always robbed of those, like, happy times. Yeah. 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 It was hard. But it's it, there's still a lot of joyful moments, I think. It's just hard because, like – Basically, at one week old, you guys know, he. Yeah. Um, we discovered that he had a cataract and then he had surgery at nine weeks old. So that's like just over two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just like in and out of appointments and lots yeah. of like back and forth. And I just feel like we didn't – plus it was a lockdown. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shit. Um, sorry. Swear jar. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like – there was some really beautiful moments, but it was just the, um, you know, those times when you just got like to enjoy mm. just mm-hmm. those sweet in the mornings. Like that was my favorite time when you all got into bed together when they're still that age oh, and you just yeah. want to like cuddle in the morning and stuff. But even I think around three months, he started laughing and giggling. And that was the really best. beautiful. Like those times are really funny. There was lots of poo explosions. But yeah, <laughs> 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 when I actually look, back to it it's a bit of like mixed emotions yeah because yeah like I think that's when we all really bonded which was really special but it was scary too yeah it Mm. was scary like and having that normality of having you guys which is why I think community is really important where you can just be your absolute vulnerable self mm, mm. and there's all the funny crap that like I think if I went through our <laughs> WhatsApp group with all the funny <laughs> photos yeah. and all the poo photos that we all used to send <laughs> each other. All that stuff is really comforting. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm super honest, like the first three months were yeah, a bit of a Oh my god, absolutely shit time. overwhelming. <laughs> it's just overwhelming. something that you don't necessarily expect. No, and not as a first time no. mum. No. No. Because you expect it to be something and then when it's different, you kind of get a bit taken aback. And I remember mm. even I just totally withdrew from like the council mothers group, mm-hmm. things like that, because I just didn't feel yeah comfortable with people that I didn't know yeah. and didn't really want to like open myself up to people that I don't know. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just, you don't want that when you're, you know, because things that, uh, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I could relate yeah. to. You just don't want new people around. <laughs> so, yeah. And you don't want people that don't know you trying to tell you, you know, um, how to make it better either. All, all well-meaning. Yeah. But just like, yeah, comments and enc- encourage, trying to be encouraging, but just you just want people that can sit with you and go, yeah, it's shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's okay. Yeah. Like it sucks. But, yeah, we're super lucky that we um, – found out when we did and, and had all that experience. But, yeah, it kind of puts a bit of a cloud on 
Oh, totally. The first three months. Oh, but totally. thinking back to our WhatsApp group and going through all the memories is actually quite funny because yeah. you remember all the <laughs> funny stuff that you do send each other in those early days. And like at every hour of the morning too. Oh, yeah, we used to all message at like two in the morning. Yeah. Just not me. <laughs> I know because you, you had a bloody angel. <laughs> I, had a, I had a unicorn, I think they call it, that just slept through the night. Oh, it's oh, coming for you. Round two oh, I know, I know. I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Next down the track on. it'll yeah. be different, but yeah. who knows? Seriously, it's just like I feel like every morning you would just catch up on <laughs> I know. I'm like, sorry, guys, just waking up, catching up on this whole big thread that's occurred in and the we, night. We love you. We'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my lucky. gosh. But, Em, even as you said, like I totally forgot about – the little things like going back into bed and like doing the morning feed in bed How and like reading a book and that? like, and it's it was it, you know what lockdown was really 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 hard. But then I think you know with both of you two whose partners you know in the past pre COVID land yeah. <laughs> would have been out of the house yeah. very very short paternity leave. It's almost like the challenge that challenges that it would have thrown us. Uh, having them around I think in that early stage as well is just so amazing super special yeah and really in the, nice. in, I don't think our partners will ever have that sort of opportunity again mm. where they get so much bonding time mm. like Greg always says to me it was hard but at the same time I got to spend so much more time with mm. Olive and mm. and that was amazing mm. but it was also you know tough living in a two-bedroom apartment and yeah yeah. Squished into one little space. With two dogs. With two dogs. <laughs> yes. Before we move on, I have to share a shit story. Is in like literally a poo story? <laughs> <laughs> it's always it about the poo. When I wrote this question for you guys, I started laughing because I remembered one. And I believe I've, I probably did tell you guys, but I don't know if you remember. But I remember having a bath with Harvey when he was really young <laughs> and I was so excited because I had just always like even growing up I had baths with my my parents my mom or my dad or my brother and I just thought it was so special and so I was really excited to be having a bath with him and then you know I was like you know what, I'm gonna make this even more magical and I started breastfeeding him in the bath and it was like <laughs> a really special moment and I was alone with him and then all of a sudden this like bubble came from the water and he'd farted and I was like oh, no, 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 no. And I grabbed the jug that I wash his hair with, as in that I fill up with water and tip over his head, and I shoved it over his butt (laughs) and all of this, like, full liquid breast milk poo because he was, like, full full newborn went straight into the cup and I couldn't help myself, like, I could not you stop laughing. Down, like, of course I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Filled up half the cup. But I was pissing myself laughing. Like I was calling out to Josh to like, <laughs> oh my God, that was just, I, I just can't believe uh, it. Just the memory that just came back. I totally forgot about it. Wait, was he lying on, like when you were in the bath, was he yeah. lying on your yeah. Um, tummy? Yeah. And front so down or back down? He was chest kind of. on your chest. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of like that. Okay. And so his butt was like up a little bit. And so I got <laughs> okay. it out of water just in time <laughs> put the cover <laughs> anyway it was um it was a memory and uh there was many many of those kind of stories oh, one of my favorites was when I wasn't actually home because Josh does not do well as you guys know with 
either throw up or um I thought you were gonna tell that's the story. one I thought yeah. she was gonna tell the Josh one yeah. yeah but I got this video when he when I was away and there was shit on the floor on the carpet <laughs> Harvey was just like lying in the bathroom on a towel butt naked crying <laughs> Josh just didn't want to deal with it I was like oh my god okay just breathe you can do this <laughs> Anyway, I'm pretty love sure him. I heard a scream the other day because Jack did a full like big shit in the bath. <laughs> I was bathing and he's like, he just shat in the bath. He just shat in the bath. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, well, you just got to get it out. Like, either get him out or get Jack out. Like, you got to either scoop it up, just scoop it up with your hand. Oh my, oh my gosh, no, I'm not touching it. Oh my gosh, he just shut in the mouth. I didn't know they do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. But yeah, they're more solid now. It literally just float. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're solid. It depends what you eat. Yeah, that's Man. true. That's true. Ooh, yeah. Well, that, so that's a funny story. Do you have another funny yeah, story of recent or that, that tops it? My recent reason. story involves poo. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> this is very recent, like two weeks ago. It's very bad if someone listening like gets really <laughs> well, you know. Um, so we've sort of potty trained or half mm-hmm. potty trained Olive. Oh, I, I love that you're doing this. Yeah. So we, we started quite early on. I think when I could tell that she was bearing down, I would be like, okay, you can sit on the toilet now or on the potty. And now I can pretty much pick it when she needs to go. But it's normally around dinner time or sometimes around dinner time. And Greg was dealing with dinner time and I was cooking our dinner. And um, he's like, she needs to do the go to the toilet I'm like, all right we take her go sit her on the on the toilet so Greg went and did that uh, left it in the potty left the nappy on the floor that had a little bit in it and I just kept on doing what I was doing and he finished dinner with her and then went and did bath time routine and then he comes out and says did you pick up the poo <gasps> no oh no the dog the, the dog, dog oh, ate oh it oh. so the poo had gone out of the toilet gone out of the nappy and we were just like, that is disgusting, <laughs> but very funny at the same time. So there's a little oh warning there for anyone that wants to potty train early that has dogs around. Don't leave it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's oh my so God. Funny. That is, I thought you were going to say that you like walked back in the bathroom and Olive was on floors, like playing with it or something. I was like, no, no, not, not, oh not quite. Jack did crawl out of the doggy door the other day. And because I don't know, a lot of people mm. do do this. I throw the dirty nappies in the bag mm. out the door so it mm-hmm. doesn't stink up the bin mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day just put them in yeah. the bin but I forgot that it was out there and he crawled out the doggy door and then like literally 30 seconds <laughs> I turn around and he's chewed through <gasps> the purple poo oh bag no. that the pooey nappy is in and the pooey nappy's open and I got it like just, just in, in the time. nick of time like if it had pulled open the bag and had the pooey nappy open and I'm like Oh, like, you know, whatever angle he flings or whether it goes in his mouth or in his hands or anywhere, I just didn't want to deal with it. But I got it just in time. Oh, gosh. Man, you can't, like, this is where we're at now. Yeah. And it's just like once you say something like that, you can't unsee it. And I feel like that's a memory that would stick, wouldn't it? So what about in this this last year because that's what today's all about is like reflecting on the past year was there a particular point um where you reckon you guys struggled the most I'm happy to go first mine was 100% between that three to four month period when I had zero routine with Harvey Mm -hmm. had no idea what routine even was or meant 
and Josh and I were both sharing the load with like overnight wakes and all of that sort of stuff. And we were both incredibly sleep deprived. Um, He just wasn't sleeping well and was comfort sucking and I was just, yeah, literally nonstop with him. It's funny, I use Huckleberry, an app to like, track his naps and stuff like that and back then I would track like everything just because I, I remember was, seeing your phone and being like gosh you've done great I, doing all this tracking I really tracked everything just because I was just like I just needed to know and reflect I'm kind of glad I did because sometimes I go back to like that period and I look, look at, at it, it and I'm like oh my god like the lack of routine in bedtime wake up naps were all over the place some like most of them were short some of them might have been 45 minutes but then there was like left boob like 30 minutes later (laughs) right boob like it was just it was a lot and it just seemed insane looking back but I do remember also just being incredibly stressed incredibly tired we were on edge like 24 7 and it really sucked and I think as much as where we're at now I look back at that time and I'm like oh it was you know, it flew by. Like it really – I think when you're in the middle of that, it feels like it's going on forever and it mm-hmm. feels like every single night you're like, when is this going to get better or when is he going to sleep through or are we is this our lives forever mm-hmm. now? And so now I'm like, well, obviously it's not and it, it was only a short period of time. But in the moment it was – it sucked. And I wondered if there was a period like that for you guys that was – because obviously like every week there's something that's <laughs> yeah. really hard and, you know, but was there kind of like an ongoing period that was really, really tough for you? Probably zero months to 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> From zero to now, I would say. No. Um, I'm glad you got that joke. Uh I would say, yeah, probably it's between that newborn phase Mm. to the routine and you get their sleep in a sustainable routine way. Yeah, yeah. It's that middle ground. So for us it was like five to to eight months Mm. was Mm. probably the really tough time where I remember even just like we hadn't – he'd kind of self-settled but then we didn't – it went all out of whack. Mm. We renovated, so mm. we moved out. And we were staying at my mom's, and there was just like so much, so mm. much disruption, which is fine. But so I was solo parenting mm. a lot, which is hard in itself. Which mm, is hard yeah. in itself. And then you just don't when you're so tired. And we've spoken about this before because both our boys have gone through a lot of the five o'clock wake ups. <laughs> oh, but when you're already exhausted, you don't have the energy. Mm who I know you just have to stick it out for a week, but you just don't even have that in you because you're just so broken. I just remember so many times in that period, like actually him crying, me crying Mm. in the rocking chair. Like Mm. he's, they're so, he's so strong Mm -hmm. trying to just calm him down and like get him to sleep, but being so frustrated. Mm. And I just remember like messaging with a girlfriend being like, can you love them and hate them in the same <laughs> breath? She's like, that's so normal. Yeah. She's got three kids. I'm like, great. Okay. It's not just me. But yeah, they were probably the pretty hard times. And then, yeah, when I did, was diligent with the sleep training, I think three nights and he was fine. Yeah. I've been fine ever since. Yeah. But I just needed to find the energy to do it. A hundred percent. Oof. Yeah. No, it's it's good sound oh, for the it. sleep deprivation <laughs> kills. I won't comment. Yeah, I won't comment. So, so sleep hasn't been your struggle, Chase. But has there been any particular period? Um, it's been hard. 
there was a period where Olive hated the car. And I feel like it may have been quite early, maybe from like two to five months, six mm. months. And I think every car journey, it was just a screaming fest. Mm. And it was normally on long trips as well. Mm. Um, Greg's got rural property that we mm. like to go up most weekends when we had the chance. But I just dread that drive through the Black Spur, having to turn around and try and comfort her at the same time. Um that was probably a struggle and I avoided going and seeing some girlfriends that lived a little bit yeah, further just away. Just didn't want to get in the car and I was like, oh, no, please don't let this be forever. Um, but it lasted a few months and, and now she's okay. But I think that was a bit of a struggle. The, the other time, look, I love this age. I absolutely yeah. love it. Mm. It's so brilliant to see them interacting and understanding, but it's hard at the same time. Mm. It's exhausting. Mm. Just go, 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 go. And they're like, I don't know, Olive's I've has seen is the same. And so they're getting so independent and yeah. determined. That's what I'm really yeah. struggling with right now is yeah. like the tantrums have started. Same. Mm-hmm. Like same. the frustrated scream. If you take something off. And the – it's like you can't – it's not the talk back yet, but it's just like the, they'll want to push you. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know where the edge is and they'll push you right to it. And like the scream and the kicking and mm. the – I basically now have to lay Jack down and just be like walk away mm. because he gets so frustrated when he can't mm. have what he wants, when he wants to go mm. in somewhere that he's not allowed to. Like everything's a hazard. It's funny because <laughs> they're so ind- independent, but at the same time, if I leave the room, yeah, oh, it's like, <laughs> where's mum? Where's yeah. mum? It's like he, he, he asks to get picked up and wants a cuddle and as soon as I'm holding him, he's pushing to get back down again. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'll step away to make myself a cup of tea <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. Um, and they want to do everything themselves. Yes. Yeah. But they're, oh, yeah. That's hard. That's hard. I literally left home before at Olive banging on the fridge, wanting to get the bag of grapes. Like it's just nonstop, isn't it? <laughs> truly, truly demanding, demanding little babies. And I think feeding is is its own kind of beast in itself. Like there's some days where you know they eat what you serve and mm. and it all goes well, and then there's other days where you might have prepped like the coolest or yummiest thing ever and put all this time and effort into it. And uh, packed your freezer full of it, and then they hate it, yeah. and they the throw dogs it on the get floor. to enjoy it. Yeah, they just throw it on the floor. Yeah, that's so frustrating. Well, it's one thing we're lucky at. We all have a, a vacuum, vacuum, yeah, little Hoover <laughs> underneath. Absolutely, but it's funny. Harvey like literally will make eye contact with me and just push something that? off <laughs> the table as he watches me for my reaction. I try not to react, but it's so hard. I saw there's a bit of a smoothie incident recently too yeah I mean I'm really happy because I've told you guys he's never known what to do with a straw and he's finally learned how to suck out of a straw which is very exciting for me because I've wanted to give him smoothies for like the longest time ever but if he can't suck out of a straw it was just either really really grubby with his sippy cups or I can't trust him with a cup yet. <laughs> anyway got to the end of the smoothie like it was right at the end the smoothie That's but he yeah he did throw it off the end of his chair it's okay on floorboards, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, so this is something that I think comes up a lot, as you kind of touched on earlier, um, with not necessarily wanting to, you know, join your community mother's group and everything for other reasons, obviously. But what a lot of people find is there is some women who are quite one, one way 
Um, what's the words I'm trying to say? Know it alls. Yeah, and they just <laughs> or their way is the way. Their way is the highway, exactly, and can be quite judgmental or quite pushy in a way. And I would love to know, out of all of the unsolicited advice, I'm sure both of you have received from other mothers. No, I want to know yours. Can we take a deep dive into like your DMs to get all these? <laughs> that you get? Oh, I'm happy rippers. to tell you the worst one. But yeah, I would love to know what is the either the worst piece of advice or even just a, like the worst comment that you received from another mum. Well, I feel like Tracy, you would have like you'd have like a great reply to everyone because you've got the medical background <laughs> to like be like put everyone in their place. Yes, um, this is a hard this is a hard question for me because yeah, I suppose I don't you're the mum that I would ask to be like so okay, true. what do you actually do? Like yeah. I don't do a lot of I'm kind of very just instinctive with my parenting yeah. whereas yeah. I would go to a couple of mums, Tracy's one of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You and I are both the same to be like what do I do here? Yeah. Because she, you're so well read and you've thought about a lot of things and you've just got a really beautiful approach to motherhood. But even the way you suggest things. I know. It's so nice. I just think judgment. Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone – I can have an opinion on something but it's never going to potentially work for you and Mm. I think that's the approach that people need to – take is that it's not one rule fits for absolutely everyone every situation is different and what works for one may not work for someone else and jack isn't olive and olive isn't jack yeah harvey is like (laughs) they're all so different of course i think mainly the thing that frustrates me the most is just this and if anyone's on social media you'll see it just this dialogue around having motherhood is so blissful and beautiful Mm -hmm. and like every day is so amazing and you can't ever not enjoy it Mm -hmm. it really pisses me off yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's not enjoyable every day yeah and it's mundane and it's repetitive Mm -hmm. and especially if you've left a high capacity job or a a spontaneous exciting job (laughs) a spontaneous exciting life or job or you know an adrenaline fueled job Mm -hmm. like you trace like it's it is not like that. Yeah. It is very repetitive mm. every day. This person, it can't talk back to you yet. Yeah. Yeah. You get no interaction. It is beautiful in moments. Yeah. But I think we just need to be a bit more honest so yeah. that people don't feel isolated and alone. Mm. 100%. In like you can adore your child. Yeah. But you don't have to love being a mum every day. 100%. Mm. And so would you say, um, have you ever, when you've been open on social media about, you know, something not really going right or you not feeling right or happy, have you ever got someone to say, oh, but you should be so lucky? Or it's like, just that common phrase, oh, but it goes so fast yeah. and enjoy it while it lasts. I know that, yeah. idiot. Just like, validate. I know. Yeah. Validate my it emotions. It is beautiful. I, I get mm. that. I yeah. know that it goes fast. It's already flown by. Yeah. But where that doesn't mean you're emotional not to. and it's a lot. 100%. And we've got feelings. Yeah. Exactly. We can feel all the feels and they change every day. Yeah, it does go so quick and you know that. 100%. But it's just like it just can feel a bit patronising mm. when people <laughs> say that to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just a classic. You yeah. don't want someone to tell you yeah. what you know mm. to be true. Mm-hmm. You just want to feel what you feel. It's very true. Yeah. What about you? Okay, this is actually the worst one. So the the worst the worst kind of – thing I got from another mother which is what killed me the most and that's that's the thing is most of the time 
the judgment is mm. – I cop from it from other mums and I'm like, I don't understand that because now that I am a mum – like absolutely, before I was a mum, I probably would – if I had a friend who had a kid before me, there probably would have been things that I would have said like – oh, like just put him down a bit later or like, you know, I would have absolutely said those comments because I didn't know any different without knowing like how that could affect someone, right? But now that I am a mum and I know how many different ways there is to do things Mm. or like that everyone has their ways, I just, I couldn't see myself doing that or saying those things. Anyway, the worst thing I got um, was when I started opening up about sleep training and that we were going through that, I had – and like so many, so many horrible messages. But this one kind of topped it off. She basically said, I don't remember the exact words, but she basically said that I was making Harvey feel like an orphan, abandoned and unloved (laughs) and that he would never trust me because I don't go to him when he calls. And it was there was a lot around the orphan and the abandonment mm. that she went on and on and on about. And it like ripped me because anyone that's done sleep training would know that there is a period where you question everything and you're mm-hmm. like, should, should I not be doing this? I, oh, I don't know. And it's not that it doesn't feel right, but like, you know, you just don't like but hearing motherhood. You, you, question, yeah, everything. you question everything that you do. And so when someone's saying something like that, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I lost my shit and I did. I, did, I questioned Did you it. write back? I can't remember. <laughs> I remember this this um, mm. example. example that you mentioned. And I just thought, like, how can someone sit there and say that Harvey's an orphan? Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. it baffles me. Clearly yeah. the opposite. Like he's got yeah, a mum so and a dad loved. that adore him. But like that was the best pr- transition ever going from, you know, literally having to rock mm. him to sleep in my arms and then hold him for another 10 to 15 minutes so that he wouldn't wake up in the transfer. <laughs> Which takes a toll on your oh mental God, health so and tell much. me what's better. Like, exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Going from that to then, you know, now just putting him I mean, in his cot and, you know, eight out of 10 times he doesn't even make a peep. He's like... The, the best. And He's the got so much independence. Chatter, like the chat that yeah. they have to themselves before they fall asleep. And I think this is super important to note. There are so many different ways. Mm. We call it sleep training, but there are so many different levels oh, and yeah. ways to do sleep yeah. training. Some yeah. people just implement a routine where they're just more consistent with the times they put their kids to bed. Yeah. Some yeah. people like, you know, yeah, it's different for everyone. Some people still have touch. Some people still like. Exactly. And it changes. It's not always the same. No. Like we no. did cry it out for a period yeah. with Olive and that was just what we decided to do yeah. and that worked then but cry it out won't work now so yeah. it's yeah. It, it changes as they grow and yeah. you know your kids cry i'm sorry oh, yeah yeah but you like, know when they're actually hysterical versus what cry back, is a cry back. <laughs> and like you know what manipulation is and trust me they can do it like yeah i'm sorry yeah that's just yeah who who has time to make someone else feel that rubbish <laughs> well yeah they're out, there, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to know. I think through through motherhood, I've I've learned quite a bit about myself. But I would love to know what it has taught the both of you, if anything, about yourself. Has it kind of unraveled anything that you didn't know about yourself? I I've always wanted to be a mum mm. from. Like really, really early on, I've said, I want to be a mum when I'm 21 and Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Like typical, that kind of person. Mm. And I think I don't have that great of a relationship with with my mum. And I always said to myself, I want to have a daughter or a son and have a really, really good relationship with them. So I don't think, like I don't think coming into motherhood 
I've necessarily learnt anything about myself, mm. but I've just sort of, I've, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? I'm stumped now. It's like you've proven <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, I've you. proven to myself that I definitely am meant to be a mum yeah, and that's yeah. sort of my role. And I think everyone around me also sees that and Greg my partner he's always writing in cards saying you know you were destined to be a mom it was your job you're natural you're natural at it and and like look yes I do feel like I'm a natural at being a mom but at the same time it's it's not easy and you have those moments where you sit there and go gosh it'd be nice to be able to go and do this without having to worry about who can look after Olive and and those small things but um yeah, I think I'm patient, but I've always been patient. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one to think of. Yeah. You are an amazing mum. You are. Thank you. <laughs> you really are. She's a lucky girl. Um, yeah, I don't – I'm probably the opposite. I've probably learnt that I'm not good at going slow – and being a mum definitely forces you to do that. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny, like Dan and I, were, we've had a lot of chats recently about like, you know, the first year is really hard. Mm. It's hard in your marriage or your relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, in your family dynamics and kind of just like reassessing, okay, like are we happy and what areas in our life could we be mm. happier? And you do feel – Probably the time commitment of mm. a child is something that I just never anticipated before having one. Yeah. Um, because you're so excited for them to arrive. Yeah. But it does change everything mm. in the most beautiful way, but also just, yeah, yeah. forces you to manage your time so differently. <laughs> and I really str- like struggle with not being able to go at the pace that I mm. am used to, especially, you know, after, you know, I'm in my 30s now, so – you do get used to your lifestyle and your pace and your work um, and that's been a huge adjustment. Mm. So I've probably just learnt to – obviously family is the most important thing but I'm definitely learning more about myself as I go. Mm. And, I'm, um, you know, I think investing in myself is really yeah. important at this stage now. I'm like yeah. I've just booked in to go see a psychologist. I want to understand yeah. Yeah. who I am yeah. as opposed to – either just being finding my identity in my career or finding my identity as a mum. Yeah. Like who actually am I and how can I like manage these? I don't know about you guys, but just the influx of emotions. (laughs) Like you go from such a high to such a low. Yeah. And you can hold yourself so well in any environment, but put you in a room with your child Mm. (laughs) and like Mm. they can just break you so quickly. Yeah. And I just want to understand that more. Yeah. So I think just not being um, scared to yeah. kind of go a bit deeper and yeah. vulnerable about, yeah, who this person is that I've become. Because, like, I know some of the books that you um, read before having Harvey too, like, you are about to become, you're not a mum yet and you're listening, you are about to become a new person. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to be scared of, but I think it's important to recognise. Oh, my God, 100%. It is – it's like the the stress that comes with, I think, the – mental load 
It's like it's not just the time that you need to spend with them or the – it's the responsibility of thinking like you need to book that appointment, which literally as I'm saying that out loud, <laughs> he missed his um, he missed his year 12-month appointment and vaccinations. So I need to oh, – I'm, I'm still getting – yeah. I'm still getting <laughs> messages about the maternal health in Australia. Me too. Like, oh, yeah, the doctor's Shit. fine. <laughs> yeah, so I need to do that. Um, but it's, it's thinking about that. It's thinking ahead of the nap, what they're going to eat. It's prepping the food. It's just like you're – full like responsible for another human and I don't I don't know I feel like I just thought that I don't know what I thought but I didn't think it was going to take up this much space in my mind and so I feel like I've there's days when I've completely lost my mind (laughs) it's really hard but something that I've learned about myself something that I did a lot before having Harvey was I made plenty of me time Like I forced me time into my schedule and I loved it and I thrived off it. And it's really come and gone with, you know, balancing motherhood and work. But I've really, really learned how important it is now. I genuinely think I'm a psycho Mm -hmm. if I don't make that time for me. And it's not, you know, me time because now I get to go to work or like. Yeah, there's a difference. It's totally a difference. Um. And so, but then that in itself is really hard because it's like, I want to spend time with Harvey because I'm working four days a week now, but then I also want to spend time with, with Josh, but then he's at home all week. So he really needs some time off as well so that he can see some friends or like go and have his own me time. But then like, where's the time for us? And then where's the time for my me time? Mm. So it's just like, I think, yeah, the mental load has been a lot, but, um, Similar to you, Trace, I always knew I wanted to be a mum and I think I'm I am really happy with like how it's going or as you said, Em as well, like I mother quite instinctively mm. and I'm surprised with how much kind of comes instinctively. But it's yeah, it's I think it's realizing the difference between me as a person without me time mm. has been like shocking to me <laughs> how much it changes mm. me. So I gotta make more time for that. And it's something that <laughs> you forget. Like, totally. You, I, like now that you're talking about me time, mm. I've had maybe, I'd say, an hour, maybe three hours plus a dinner with you ladies, mm. and that's been the only time that I've yeah. had without Olive. Yeah, you're my hero, man. I've, I know. I've, <laughs> but I also think about it now and go, why haven't I made more me time? Yeah, it's, you've got to book it in. Yeah, it's it's something that. I should do more often, but mm. I just don't find the time. I think mm. by the time I've been with Olive all day, Greg gets home, I'm just like, let me sit on the couch for a minute and do nothing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It is hard, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those things that's like, you know, in the back of your mind, you, you should make time for it, but then the weeks just go by. Yeah. They just go by. Yeah. <laughs> I find work to be like a break, actually. Mm. Like work is like even some of my, my – my girlfriends I was at the park the other day she's like so, seriously some days I think maybe I want to work five days a week <laughs> she's like the days at work are easier than the days at home with my children obviously you love them but full-time moms yeah. are honestly like yeah saints Hats off to you. the patience because it's, it's the yeah. not having adult conversations yeah. like I'm sitting here going okay try not have mum brain no baby conversations <laughs> talking in adult voice it's all those Small things that you, you forget, you do forget to have adult conversations because mm. you're so used to talking to a little child. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, 100%.
if you were talking to someone, you know, whether it's a friend who's about to have their first baby or a listener who's about to have their first baby, is there anything that you guys wish you kind of knew uh, and that you didn't, that you were kind of thrown into or was thrown at you that you, you wish you knew about? I guess we say all this and sometimes because we're three mums, it can come across quite negative. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, we love it. Yeah. We wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> yeah, I should put a disclaimer. So like, yeah, disclaimer, you know, when mums get together, it can be a, just a, like a real dump of yeah, like, venting session. Oh, I need to get all this out because if you say it around your husband or your partner, you just feel like you're complaining and... You know, you then just feel guilty all the time and everything on social media has to be happy and I love my life and my child. So when you get with the mums, it's like, oh, finally. (laughs) But um, I would just say have a great support network. Um, Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And I think your me time one is super important, Mm -hmm. like schedule time for yourself. But probably like I would also say that those first few months are actually so beautiful to get out and about and enjoy yourself. Mm. Like the power mm. of washing your hair and putting on makeup, you can take your baby pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, they'll sleep in the stroller and they'll sleep like in just the car when they're really anywhere. little. And yeah. they love it. Like they love looking at new things. So I would just say don't be scared to get out and go for a winery lunch yeah. or go out for brunch because yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that and just get a good support network. Mm. I would probably say that your expectations are probably going to be a little bit different and that's yeah. absolutely fine. Don't don't have this one sort of idea of this is what it's going to be like mm. because it can change every single day. Mm. And you might get into a routine for a month and then all of a sudden there's a nice leap or a change oh in their God. temperament and then all of a sudden you're back to square one going, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think in regards to first-time mum going through birth and labour and all those things, just be educated and, mm. and yeah, don't think that this way is the right way. Mm. You know, every single way is the right way as mm-hmm. – as long as you end up with a positive experience, mm. no matter what it is, or mm. you seek help after if it mm-hmm. was a negative experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the best thing that we did, or I sort of encouraged Greg to do, was do a calm birth class so mm. that the, the guys in your life are also educated mm. and understand everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's super important if you if you know that your partner is going to be there with you, if you have a partner and you want them there, it's, um, I, I get so angry when I see there's like videos and memes and stuff of like husbands, like being absolutely useless or like <laughs> literally just, I don't know. <laughs> I just Dan suggested you want me to call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, at least he knew like, that that was helpful. Maybe next time I actually think I yeah. like, want my mom in there. And if your partner's not going to be helpful, then bring someone, someone that is. <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh. But I, yeah. I also think like on that, I think something that I would say is no matter what your situation is, if you have a partner, if you don't have a partner, if mm. you know your partner's going back to work or they're not, I think you really need to have clear expectations set out for the both of you as to like who's kind of responsible for what. Because I know of too many friends who have kind of never really spoken up about certain things and the balance is way off when it comes to the responsibility of you know, who looking after the child or who's feeding the child, who's organising the food, yeah. you know, buying all the stuff. Like 
it's um, too often I think it's left to, well, the mum in most cases. And so I think just being really open. I know, Em, you guys, there was a couple of nights a week, you know, to, to make sure that Dan could take like the morning shift for a while. He would sleep in the spare room, like things like that. Yeah. Work out what's going to work for you and just know that whatever you decide on, like make sure it works for the both of you and work together yeah I remember in the first week Dan sat me down and it was so great that he took the initiative because he wanted to help mm. and he sat me down and he said look I can't read your mind mm. you your instinct has activated yeah mine exactly. has not yeah and he sat me down and he just said I want to help you so you need to tell me what I can do yeah and that was so helpful and I know so many new mums who really struggle with that because they their husband or their partner they just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So they'll get up, they'll get themselves breakfast, they'll have their coffee, they'll mm-hmm. have a shower, they'll get dressed or they'll go for a run or and they'll just go about their day because their life mm. has changed but it hasn't. Yeah. They yeah. still feel their response. Well, their body hasn't their changed. Their body hasn't changed, haven't gone through this and they probably just think, well, you want to do everything and you need to do everything. But that's not the case. There are so many different ways you can structure your day to mm-hmm. – get help and have a break 100% yeah we made the decision that Dan would sleep in the spare room a couple of nights a week and he would get a full night's sleep Mm. um, because I didn't I did not want to get out of bed and go into another room Mm. and feed Mm. which I know some people choose to do that but I was like no I want my king size bed (laughs) and if Jack ends up sleeping with me that's fine Mm. feed in there and then he would come in in the morning after the morning feed and he would take him for a few hours and I would go back to bed yeah and he'd had a feed and that would be fine. He'd be fine for a few hours mm. and worst case, if he needed, he'd come and get me. But he would usually just put him in the carrier and go just like walk. go for a walk or yeah. Yeah. do whatever. But you have to communicate yeah, you gotta, you what gotta you need and your expectations. And it's the small point, things, Steph. I think, being, you know, if you are breastfeeding, that baby is depending on you so much more. Mm. And I know that Greg was sort of like, well, what can I do? You know, they're mm. attached to you. But it was the the nappy changes. I mm. didn't touch yeah. a nappy in the first, I don't know, so how many good. months. So it good. was it was great. And bath time. Bath, yeah. Oh, it was just such a good little bonding it is. It's a time bonding for them. Time, for yeah. sure. So they were the two sort of things that, you know, I would suggest. Yeah. Let, the, like let them do. Dads can take their baby for a walk. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't need to go everywhere with them. Yeah. I was very probably a bit like, oh, no, but I – but no, yeah. next time I would be same. like, take yes. them for a walk. Yes. Like, yeah. so have a oh shower. My gosh. Like, I'm like that today. Greg yeah. was like, I'm going to take her to Bunnings. I'm like, great. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you guys what you would do differently if you <laughs> were to do anything differently. So do you think that that is it? You just kind of let go of the reins a little bit? Yeah, mm. I think I would really just – I think it was pretty um, instinctive anyway yeah. the first yeah. time. But I think I would just like throw the rule book out the window and just – you're going to be so much more relaxed. I feel. Um, I feel time like around, next yeah. time around, I'm just going to be way more relaxed. Yeah, uh, we were obviously in lockdown for the a lot of our yeah, it'll be babies interesting, hey? first, so I can't wait to like actually. You know, those first four months before yeah. they're really in any routine, I'm like, we're going to go traveling. traveling. Oh my God, I am holiday. Like, I can't wait to do that. When and you said that earlier as a tip to like new mums to, you know, not be afraid to like go out and do all that. Mm. I, all I could think back to was, I wish I did that. But then I thought, wait, we're we in couldn't down. I know. I get so jealous yeah. when I see like new mums on Instagram going yeah. on these because they're still in the same room as you. Yeah. And once like, they're more alert, it's like, yeah. shit, they need their, they need room. their own room. They need their- <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I definitely 
would do that and um I, any major differences you would do super mum <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah I love breastfeeding I'm still breastfeeding Olive um but we never really introduced a bottle mm. and I think that became a little bit limiting in you know me being able to go out to dinner and things like that because you know, there was a feed right before bed so potentially you know when baby number two decides to come along one day I will potentially you know, think about introducing maybe one bottle feed just to sort of get baby used to it because Olive refused to take the bottle yeah, yeah. so I don't I didn't introduce it until you know six months so that was probably not great yeah. yeah, that's so funny because I'm like, I'd love to try and feed longer next time, like breastfeed, but it's so different because yeah. just whatever experience you have, you're like, oh, maybe I'll try that. But yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you have the same experience breastfeeding, yeah, then I'm second time around, no. you, who knows? Like you made the right decision for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's because it wasn't working well. I yeah. think now the great thing is we're over 12 months in and you're yeah. like, you know that you get yeah. through it no matter what you yeah. do. So that's awesome. Okay, so to finish off, I would love to ask you guys, other than, you know, bringing a human into the world because it's a pretty massive feat, is there anything that you're particularly proud of? I think integrating Olive into our lives. We didn't stay at home in our bubble in those first few weeks or months. I think I went to a friend's auction to buy their house three days after giving birth. So (laughs) I still wanted to get out and try and be social and just – bring Olive along it's very easy I think to get caught up in that bubble of being in your safety net at home and having all those things that are familiar and comfortable Um, but for us getting out and trying to still be social and just take Olive along to things I know it's probably not right but you know yesterday we went to a friend's birthday and it was a bit of a bar and here I have (laughs) Olive there and it's loud music going on and people drinking but you know you still try and do normal things yeah. rather than just being at home and yeah. doing family life, which is amazing. But I think integrating her into our lives is probably something that I'm pretty proud of. Don't mm. know unless you try, right? You yeah. Try it. Yeah. And it may work and it may not, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just like, well, I'm proud of myself for going back to work when he was so little. Mm. Like, you know, it was a big, a big thing. Um, I'm really proud of just like us co-parenting, mm. like, you know, super proud of handing over the reins a lot to Dan. Yeah. Um, and us both just having our own little bond with Jack. Yeah. Um, and just proud of being still candidly me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm never going to fake my experience as a mum. Mm. I've always wanted to be a mum. I love being a mum. But I'm just proud of how I've still been very honest with the experiences that I've had. So yeah. That it's just not to anyone mm. yeah I think it's super important oh absolutely I'm what proud about, of you of that too oh, yes. what about you mama uh, I mean pretty pretty similar um to what you guys both said like I'm really proud of Josh and I for the I mean the fact that Harvey's still <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's here <laughs> um but that it's it hasn't like broken us or like I mean it's challenged us there's mm. no doubt about that it's challenged us so much but through and through with being able to communicate through it and and work around it and I'm sure that those challenges will continue to come up forever as he gets older and there's going to be new challenges but I'm really like proud the first of girlfriend he brings yeah. home <laughs> <laughs> or Josh really does <laughs> and I'm like no what do you mean um but, but yeah I think I'm just 
proud of us the way that we've been able to kind of do it, especially I think because we're first in our family and the first of our close-knit group of friends. So it has been, I think, extra challenging in that way because a lot of our friends can't really relate. And so at times it can be a bit isolating, but that's why I'm lucky to have you guys. (laughs) But yeah, just overall... Proud, proud of Harvey. <laughs> Man, like you're, you run an amazing community. You're so hands-on with Harvey. You guys do so many other things. It's pretty bloody impressive. Oh, I'm thanks. always in awe of you anyway. So. Oh, me too. You make yourself so available to everyone. Yeah. And like I'm like, how, how just – I don't know how you do it some days. So. Oh, I'm the same. I'm in awe of you. Watched you do yoga this morning and I was sitting there going, <laughs> oh, gosh. Steph, why I need to do <laughs> I need to do something. I don't know how you do it, always. honestly. Like mm. juggling work and doing everything that you're doing, it's just insane. Oh, Crazy. Thanks. Oh, this is just this is lovely. So this is the thing about us. when the when the mums get together, we vent, but we also just champion and cheer on. Yeah. Hey, it's how it should yeah. be. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I know it's, right. it's a, bit, a bit funny, isn't it, having a having a chat that we would have like on the daily (laughs) recording. So I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed that chat I had with Tracy and Emma. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will be back in your ears this Wednesday for a kick pod episode or in a fortnight from now for another kick bump one. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at keep it cleaner and at Steph Claire Smith. I'll chat to you soon. Bye. (laughs) 